are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. Good morning, everyone. My name is Lance Steves. I'm the lead pastor here at Coley Community Church. And uh, usually I go into announcements right now and, and share some announcements. But um, I know the guys at the back are set up with some videos. But I am just really have a burning in my heart that I'm just going to kind of forget about that today. And, and uh, God just really is kind of speaking to me. So I'm going to kind of leave what I have today and just kind of share a little bit about what's on my heart. Um, we are getting ready every January, we get ready for a 21-day fast. And it starts January the 10th and goes till the 31st. And the reason why we do this is, you know, Matthew uh, 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. And when we take that first part of the year and say, God, I really want to seek your face and I really want to know who you are. It's so important for us just to say, Lord, I give you 2015. God, I want this year to be a year of jubilee in my life. And I want this year to be something special between me and you. And, and, and I understand in a church this size that there is many different people on different roads some people have walked with the Lord for many years, and some people are very new to the kingdom of God. But there's more out there for all of us. It doesn't matter who we are or what role we take. And I really sense a burning in my spirit this morning for that whole, um, it's in Luke. Let me just see if I can find it here. Luke 16, verse 16. Um, it says, uh, no, that's not the right one. Luke sixteen fifteen. Then he said to them, you would like to appear righteous in public, but God knows your heart. What this world honors is detestable in the sight of God. And as I was just sitting there this morning, that's what the Lord has really been challenging me with. Like, my wife and I, often we start our fast early, and we, we like to fast for the month of January. And then we have this 21 day that starts on the 10th, and I never say to people, you know what, we're fasting from the 10th to the 31st, I expect you guys to fast. I've never done that. And the reason why I don't do that is because... That's got nothing to do with me. That's between you and the Lord. And to say, God, what would you have me do for my family? And I do want to talk about a couple of different types of fast, just so we kind of understand what, what that is. But before I get into that, I want to talk about the reason and the heart behind a fast. Life becomes, I think, sometimes a mishmash of stuff. And there's things that maybe at one time in our life, we were like, you know what, I'm going to stay away from that. But as society says more and more, this is okay, 
then we just say, oh, well, I am a believer and I'm a Christian, but that's okay, even if the Bible says it's not okay. And when we walk in that, I think that fast just, a fast brings our heart to that place where it's like, God, I want to, I want you to read my mail this morning. And as I was on my prayer walk yesterday, it was cold. And I wanted to cut it really short. And I took, I take the dog with me for a walk and, and I, and I went about halfway and I'm like, forget this. Like my face is frozen. I got icicles off my beard and I'm like, this is awful. I'm going to go home and pray in the basement. And the Holy Spirit says, no, I want you to finish what you started. So I'm like, oh, Lord, move me to Hawaii, God, if you want that. <laughs> Amen. And, and as I did that, I just kept dwelling on the scripture with Cain and Abel. And, and Cain and Abel were the sons of Adam and Eve, and Abel gave a good sacrifice to the Lord, and Cain gave one that was not acceptable to God. But God loved Cain so much. In fact, when Cain was thinking about killing his brother because he was so upset with that, the Lord meets with Cain and says, Cain, be careful. Sin is crouching at your door. And I think that that's where this fast is going to be taking us as a corporate body. I think that, that sin has a way of kind of getting in there. And again, what used to be not acceptable becomes acceptable. And we just start to live our lives just kind of like, whatever, God, that was written 2,000 years ago, but God, you don't understand where we are today in society. And I really believe the Lord wants to say, I understand everything. When we give our hearts to God and we step into that fast and say, God, would you show me what's in there? Sometimes the Lord shows us what's in there and we don't like it very much. Sometimes we have something in there that maybe we didn't even realize was in there. And God kind of brings it forth to the surface. And when that happens, it causes tension in our lives. Because now we have an issue that either we deal with it or we don't deal with it. Now we have an issue that either we take it to the Lord or we don't take it to the Lord. See, God loves us so much, and he's given every single one of us in this room a free will, a, a, a will to, to go hard for God, and a will just to coast. And there's nothing I as a pastor or a husband or a wife can do to the other to, to say, you know what, you are going to serve God more. And whether you like it or not. It just, it just doesn't work. But it's coming in as an individual and saying, Lord, I don't want to miss what you have for me, even by the smallest of margins. God, I want to be so on fire for you, God, that, Lord, I want to be passionate. I know there's times in my life where I'm so passionate for God and I just can't help share Jesus. 
and I just can't help live and model Jesus because he's my everything. But there's times in my life where Jesus becomes maybe a side dish, where it's like, you know what? Everything is going well right now. I got a great family. I got a great life. Yeah, God's in there. I, I love God. And if I was to die right now, I know that I would be with him forever. But I think God wants to take us deeper than just that. Lord, please help me to get into heaven. I think God wants to take us to this place where our hearts are, are passionately burning for him. And in 2015, that is the word that I'm just kind of seeing, is, is friends, be cautious. Sin is crouching out your door. And what you do with that, Cain decided not to do anything with it. Cain decided to, to not yield it, and he went and killed his brother, and he went down that road. But doesn't mean that you have to. See, things are tough, and times are tough. And when times are tough, sometimes that's when we fall back and we rely upon God because we need him so much. But when things are going well, what is it that motivates our hearts to press in for more? When I was a youth pastor in Edmonton, I had a youth group that was, man, they were so awesome. I loved these kids. And when I left Edmonton, it was so, like, like the, the, the youth group went from one year from seven kids to 126 kids, and kids were getting saved and filled with the Spirit and set free, and it was like, this is the best. I love this church. I love these kids. I love being a pastor. And I had many opportunities to be able to go and be pastor elsewhere, and I said to all of them, no, I'm not interested, but you know what, you might ask my friend here who was working with me, he, I'm sure he would do great at a church, and he finally took one of them and, and, and moved on because I was like, I don't want to hoard and hold on to people, but I want to release people, even though he's my number one guy. And then when Calgary came open, I had the opportunity to go there, and I said no to the pastor who asked me. I said, no, I'm not interested. And he said, would you just pray about it? I'm like, sure, I'll pray about it. And I prayed for like a month, kind of going back and forth, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And he kept asking me, so, like, I really need you to come here. We got no youth pastor. This is a large church. I'm dying here. I need you. And I'm like, well, then the answer is no. He's like, no, 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 just keep praying. Keep praying. And I, and I did. I kept praying until God finally says, Lance, this is what I have for you. And I went, and when I went there, I thought it was a youth pastor that was good, and I thought that I knew what I was doing, but I, I hit a whole new a whole new type of youth that I never had in Edmonton. See, the church that I had in, in Calgary was a very wealthy church. And when I would, in Edmonton, when I would throw a pizza party for the kids, the kids would be like, oh, wow, pastor, wow, pizza, this is so cool. And it was difficult to throw a pizza party because the youth didn't have a budget from the church. Whatever we got, we had to get on ourselves. And the Lord just poured in creative ideas that the youth group actually had more money than the church as a whole, and three times the youth group bailed out the church when it needed it. We ended up buying a sound system for the church, and we ended up paying for salaries with the church because the church was going through a financial time. But in, 
in Calgary, my, do you know my, my budget for every Friday night was 500 bucks a Friday? Every Friday, that was my budget. And I had so much because if I didn't spend anything, if I just had like a, 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 a Bible study type of thing, I didn't spend anything, then the next week I had $1,000 that I could spend. So I could bring in sumo suits and I could do all these really cool things that I could never do in Edmonton. And then we, the kids would come and they'd just be like, yeah, should be doing that. You're the, you're the youth pastor. Entertain me. And, and I got to that place. I'm like, God, how can I do this? How can I pastor these kids who, who just seem to me like they don't even care about God? Lord, because everything that they want, they have. Why do I need God? Everything I have, I can, my mom and dad will buy for me. Tell me why I need God. And I'm like, Lord, you got to give me wisdom to be able to make an impact on this city. Because, Lord, I feel that you called me here. But, God, there's just, there's just nothing that I can do to be able to reach, the, to be able to breach maybe that mindset. And the Lord said to me, he says, you know, Lance, I want you to take them on missions trips. And I did. We started going to Ukraine. Four, four years in a row, we went to the Ukraine. And the kids would go there with the attitude of, you know what? We're going to put on a camp for these kids, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. But every one of those kids came back changed. And they came back broken. And they said to me, Pastor, I have so much, and I'm not happy. And these kids have nothing, and they're happy. What am I missing? Are you happy? Because the Bible tells us that in Christ there is fullness of joy. Are we coasting? Or are we thriving in what the Holy Spirit has for us? And I believe that there's a whole new level that we're going to hit this year if all we do is surrender by bowing our knees and saying, God, I don't want to miss out what you have for me in 2015. But it's going to cost us. And it might start by costing us by pushing away our plates. And every year I say, write down the three things that you're fasting for and and I don't usually tell people what I'm fasting for because it's, it's private. But you know the number one thing I'm fasting for this year in my own personal life? Is God, would you show me what idols I have in my life that I'm worshiping over you? And I know one idol that I've got over my life that I'm targeting this year is food. I love it. And to push that plate away for 30 days and just say, God, I want you more than I want that next slice of pizza. God, I want you more than I want Chinese food or whatever that, whatever that is for you. God, I want you. I want to be serious with you, God. And I press into his presence and I fast and I say, God, would you give me an understanding of who you are and would you show me in my personal life if there's anything in there that is above you, that is exalting itself above you, that God, you'd reveal it and tear it down. Because God, I want you more than anything else. Once we get into that place, 
and Holy Spirit reveals the different idols that each one of us have. And we, we, we understand that, man, you know, this is definitely a priority in my life that is higher than God. And I want to bow my knee and I want to say, God, I ask your forgiveness. And God, I want you to tear that away, God, because I want to be the man or the woman that God, you've created me to be. That's what fasting's about. It's hard. It's tough. What fast should I do? That's up to you and God. Some of the fasts that the Bible talks about is the Esther fast. The Esther fast is for crisis. Are you in crisis this morning? Do you have something that is attacking your family or your life that is just kind of like, man, I just need an answer? Esther was so desperate because she knew she was going to stand before the king and her people were, or her whole people were jeopardized of being destroyed. And she knew that it was against the law for her to stand before the king. And she knew that if she did it, she could perish. So she got her and all of her people to fast for three days with no food and no water. That is a hard fast. I would say that's the hardest fast there is. Because three days with no water is tough. Are you in crisis? Maybe God's calling you to that. Then there's the Daniel fast. The Daniel fast is a set of three sevens, 21 days. The Daniel fast is where we eat fruit, vegetables, and um, whole grains. We abstain from sugar. We abstain from meat. In Daniel, in the book of Daniel, uh, the, the king wanted them to eat the choice foods that were offered to idols. And Daniel says, listen, me and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, if you would allow us to eat this, and the, and the guy's like, oh, I don't know if I could do this, the because the king will kill me if, if you guys aren't healthy. He goes, give us, give us a week and take a look. And if we are not healthy, then we'll eat whatever you tell us to. And they were, the Bible says that they were stronger and healthier than all the other, all the other wise men. The Daniel fast, we may, may think, well, that's food. That's easy. I can do that one. Maybe you're diabetic, and that's something that you have to do because, you know, you have to eat. I totally understand. Like, again, I'm not pushing my will or my agenda on anybody. Talk to your doctor, do whatever you want to do, but seek the face of God. But I tell you what, if you haven't done the Daniel fast before, after two days or three days of eating fruit, vegetables, there's a craving inside that comes out that's like, oh man, like you could stuff yourself on lettuce. Like you can buy four whole heads of lettuce and eat all of them and be like, I am full. I could not eat another one, but you don't feel satisfied. Because it's not a diet. It's a spiritual thing, and God is calling us to that place of saying, you know what, I want you to be able to follow me. I want you to do, just say, you know what, take everything. There's the one-day fast. The one-day fast is something that we need to be doing often. It's just sort of like that, that whole thing that I was reading at the beginning from Luke about how God examines our heart. And it's like just saying, God, would you just, would you just take a look there? I just want to do a, a spiritual checkup. God, would you show me if there's anything in there, God, and if there's anything that is not from you, Lord, help me to be able to lay it down. There's the 40-day fast. 40-day fast is what Jesus did when he went into the desert before he was attacked by Satan. 
And in that time, he, if you remember, he defeated the, the enemy three times by saying, it is written, and using the word of God. The 40-day fast is, is no food, but you can have water, obviously. If you didn't, you would die. But you can have water. Some people have, go and you, they use juice, have juice or chicken broth for strength. Bless you. Again, it's between us and the Lord. And Jesus did that for dominion. Because you see, Esau, he lost his birthright from eating. And when, um, let me just see here. Adam also lost his dominion by eating the fruit in the garden. And when we understand that, then Jesus took 40 days and fasted for dominion to get back what, he, they, what God originally gave to mankind to give it back to us. I think that's amazing. My friends, as your pastor, my heart is to see our church so filled with Christ. My heart is to, to understand that this building here is a great building that pulls a pain, but, but other than that, it's a great building. And, but this building is not the church. You're the church. And one day, the Bible tells us that as the leaders of a church, that as God has placed me in this place, that I'm going to be judged twice as hard as, as you guys. And that scares me. I don't want to be a pastor that coasts. I don't want to be a pastor that whips and beats because that's not who God is. But I don't want to be a pastor who just lastadaisically sits down and just has a la-la-la service either because that's not who God is. I want us to walk in that place where we just today we're challenged to the very core. And we say, God, what's in here, God? God, am I doing all right? Do you know depression is just sweeping through the body of Christ like nothing? I can't believe it. I, now, I know that there's, there's people in this room on depression pills. I'm not picking on you. But come on, I was honest with my, for you guys with my food thing, right? There is a chemical imbalance and, and a pill might be required. But for others, I wonder if it's just that thing of, God, I don't really trust you. Or I'm just so stressed out right now, God, that I don't know what to do. The Bible tells us that in, in Christ, there's fullness of joy. And he wants to be your joy. He, in, in our society today, there's so many things that we can fall back on to fill that void and to fill, to fill the pain in our life. And God's like, okay, you've tried this, and you've tried that, you've tried alcohol, you've tried drugs, you've tried sex, you've tried, you've tried this, you've tried that. Try me! Because we will never, ever be filled until Christ comes and fills that void in our life. And we can be an on-fire Christian 
and miss it because we allow something small into our life and we just entertain it. And it's just time just to say, God, I want what you want from my life. God, may 2015 be a year of jubilee, God. May it be a year of set, being set free. You know what, Gordy? I know the worship was tough today, and you're probably so frustrated right now, but I thought it was awesome. Because, you know why? Because as the Lord was talking to me here and saying, you know what, Lance, that whole thing about sins crouching at your door and we rely, we do rely on music and tracks and instruments too much. And there's a time where I think God just says, you know what, I'm going to allow this to happen today to see where our hearts are. Is it's kind of like, wow, that was so distracting and worship was really bad today. Guess what? It's not for you. It's for him. And was he glorified through your life today in worship? I don't know. Only you can answer that question. But I, again, when I went to the Ukraine, I remember one time one of the Ukrainian girls said to us, let's just take a few minutes to my team. Let's just take a few minutes before we start today and worship the Lord. And my team looked around like, like clueless. Like, what do you mean, worship the Lord? Like, we didn't bring a guitar with us. Like, we, we, we can't. It's written in the book of Hezekiah, you shall not worship the Lord unless there's a guitar there. I'm, I'm sure of it. Check it out. Read it later. And she just started to sing this song. And as she sang that song, I was just like, whoa. The presence of God just went. And God said to me, he says, son, you don't need stuff. You just need me. So when chords are crackling and mics are given out and people are jumping up on the stage with new microphones and then that one doesn't work and another one comes in there, so what? That's okay. And if it was the enemy, well, then we need to be praying more anyways. What the enemy meant for evil, God's going to use for good. Every year in our fasts, we set up corporate prayer. We've done it every day at people's homes, and we've done it every day at the church. And I just find that it just kind of starts off with a bang, and then after about a week, it just comes down to Hayward and Effie, me, Fern, and Nicole. And, and this year, I was just praying again and saying, God, how should we do the fasting prayer this time, the corporate prayer? Because it's so important for us just to take that as a priority. And this year, we have busy lives. And I know there's a lot of shift workers here and that kind of stuff. And, and, and I understand that, you know, as you, I always try to put myself, like if I work a, a guy who worked, say, 10 and 4, and you're working so hard on your 10 days on, and then you get four days off, your first couple days, you're kind of sleeping and recuperating. And then it's kind of like, I want to be dad of the year because I haven't seen my kids in 10 days. So I'm going to do stuff with my family. And then it's kind of like, hey, would you come and lead a Bible study? It's like, no. I won't. I understand that. But it is important to be able to show our family how important God is to our family. And the fast starts on the 10th of January. Uh, does anyone have a calendar on them? Help me out there. That's a Saturday. And then, so the, what is the Wednesday after that? 
14? So the 14th of January, every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, we're going to pray. And then Sunday mornings at 9.30, we're going to pray. And have those two times, and then, you know what, if you guys want to get together in homes and pray for one another, awesome. And then, of course, with your fasting, I, I hope that prayer is part of it. If not, you're just starving yourself, and there's better ways to do it. But if we walk in that place and we just say, Wednesdays, 7 o'clock, and Sundays, 9.30, I'm dedicated to praying. I would love to see this place just packed out with 100 people every single Wednesday night praying and seeking the face of God. And you know what? I think the biggest prayer meeting that we've had here of a church of about 400 people is maybe 30. And that's, that's okay. But I really, my heart is just to say, God, let us really take this year seriously. Let it not be just become the fasting thing that we do. Let it not just become something that becomes tradition. And oh yeah, we're, Pastor Lance is going to be talking about that fasting stuff again. I think I'll just stay home. I heard it last year. Actually, last year we talked about prayer, so it would have been two years ago. Guys, it's so important to say, God, what's in here, God? Am I fulfilling what you have for me to fulfill? Am I teaching my kids what you want me to teach? And it becomes, you know what? When you fast, especially the first three days of no food, different things happen. You know what? You get a headache, and you can get, you know, you're coming off of caffeine and, and sugar, and we can get a headache that is absolutely horrific. We get cold, and, and Gordy reminds me every year, Pastor, why do we do this in January? Can't we do a 21-day fast in August, I'm like, go for it, man. Like, do it. And when that kind of stuff happens, I know with me that I can get really snappy. And my darling children yesterday was day two for me. And my darling children are doing that Acts challenge, and they're behind. So they wanted to read eight chapters of Acts yesterday. So I sat down and we read eight chapters of Acts and answered the questions. And, and I, Pastor Cynthia, I think she's done it in the NIV translation and we read the New Living Translation. So we're trying to kind of come out with that. And it becomes, okay, okay, I got to go, I go take a nap. I'm so frustrated right now. That's all right. That's normal. But again, it's just stepping in that place and saying, God, I want your heart for 2015. God, I want what you want for us in this day. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Holy Community Church, a place 
where families come together.